Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? I'm going to run downstairs and get some milk and cookies. Milk and cookies. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the vainly titled Danny Palmer Show. I think that was uh, Bernie Mac. Yeah, his like nephew is like six years old and is a real like prima donna. I want some milk and cookies. I don't know if you guys just sit around your apartment and say stuff out loud to yourself that has entertained you at some point over the years, but I do that a lot, and that's one of them. I'll, I'll do milk and cookies, milk and cookies. And then one time I was in college um, at Mercy University down there in Macon, Georgia, okay? And me and my friend uh, Keith were driving around, and these dudes like had a flat tire, and it was late at night. It was like midnight, you know? It wasn't the, the time of night when you would pull over to help somebody. That you didn't know. I mean, most people wouldn't because it's late, you know? But we did. And we helped them. We helped them change their tire. And they were very nice and appreciative. And then at the end, as we were about to leave, one of the guy goes, Y'all want to chill with some weed? <laughs> and neither me nor my friend had ever smoked weed at any point in our lives. He was very religious. I was like getting over being religious. We were both like, Oh, no, thank you. I mean, I would today I would have been like, Yeah, dude, let's chill with some fucking weed, bro. But I'll just, yeah, that's a, that's another thing that's fun to repeat when you walk around your, par- your apartment. Y'all want to chill with some weed? Oh, good. Anywho, I did the, uh, I did Julio Gallerati's podcast, Oops the Podcast. It dropped today, which is the day before this podcast comes out. It dropped on, what's the fucking date today? August 29th. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I don't, well, I guess I've been on Guys We Fuck. That's also a big podcast, but I haven't been on a big podcast in a long time. So it was sick, dude. And like, there's like cute girls that are like sliding in my DMs right now and stuff, you guys. That's fucking sick. And Julio made this reel of this. Uh, that, that was another college experience that I had. Uh, if you go to my Instagram page, story, wall, whatever the fuck you call it. I put the reel on there. Danny Palmer NYC. Anyways, I'm like, D- you know what? I got to get better at promoting. I'm going to try to talk about my stuff more. Maybe some of the Oops fans will pop on by the old pod, John. In fact, who knows? Maybe... There's a couple of Oops listeners that are listening to this podcast. For the first time, I welcome you with open arms. I will steal you from Julio. I never want you to make eye contact with him ever again. You're my fans now. Just kidding. Sorry if I screamed. Sorry. Sorry. I just uh, I seem to receive nothing but kind feedback from people. And maybe that's I'm just missing the ones that hate me. <laughs> but people that most of the women that comment on my pod are always very kind. Uh my now, I would say you're my friend, Lainey. Lainey said, uh, finally catching up on the pod. And I love your mind. I love that you were sad that you can't be friends with everyone from high school. Yeah, I said this a couple weeks ago. It's like, you know, there's what, thousands of high schools around the country. There's probably like, I don't know, at least four to six cool people in each high school. And you'll never meet like 99.5% of them or higher than that. She goes, it makes sense to me because I've taken personality tests slash head therapy, etc. And so many times it seems like they recommend having only a small group of friends. It's kind of unusual. I didn't realize that they would say that. I want to love all the people and be a friend to everyone. But let it be known, I never want to join a swinger community. Ha ha. Um, she continues, I think it's odd to feel... I don't think it's odd to feel a sadness that you were describing. I think it's amazing that you can not only have that feeling, but be able to describe it and share it that easily on a podcast. Oh, that's nice. She said, also, thanks for mentioning me. I always feel like I'm some weird-ass stalker, but really, I just think you're great. I do think you're great, and I also think you're stalking me and may may kill me at some point. So I've got to get some extra security. Just kidding. You're the best. I appreciate it. Um, If you guys listen to Space, what the fuck, dude, back in the Dizzy, 
we had an occasional guest on. Well, she wouldn't come on the podcast, but she would provide bug facts to us. Bug fact, Katie. Bug fact, <laughs> bug fact, Katie is returning. She sent me a couple things. She said, Lyme disease carried by ticks <laughs> is named Lyme disease because it was discovered in Lyme, Connecticut. I knew that. And Lyme disease is heavily concentrated in this region. So if you get bit by a tick in the Northeast, you're likely to be exposed to Lyme's. Oh, what a fun bug fact, Katie. She also says, also add that there's a conspiracy as to why many celebrities have Lyme disease, such as Justin Bieber. They all go to the Hamptons, and the location and tall grasses is prime location for Lyme-ridden ticks. (laughs) The Lyme-ridden ticks. (laughs) Wow, thanks for sharing. I told her, I was like, I feel like I should make that the title of this of this episode is Lime Ridden Ticks. Hi, welcome to Lime Ridden Ticks with Danny Palmer. Uh, my friend Zach was making fun of me, former co-host of Space What the Fuck Dude, for wearing my seatbelt on cabs. Dude, it's smart to wear your seatbelt on cabs, okay? You're kind of dumb if you don't. 60 Minutes correspondent Bob Simon, he got in a fucking sideswiped on the West Side Highway in Manhattan. He's dead. Dude, this guy survived... Like the Korean War, the Vietnam War. He was like a war correspondent for decades. Didn't wear his seatbelt in Manhattan. Guess what? Curtains, pal. So, you know, you should always wear your cab. Wear your cab. Wear your seatbelt in a cab. I don't want to get whiplash either, dude. Okay? My friend Allie came up here. Allie Marty. I'll have to... Now that I mention her name, I'll have to tell her to uh, to listen to this. I think she has a different last name now because she got married. I don't really care. Okay? I, but yeah, but when she would come up here and visit when I first moved here... I'd be like, you know, safety first, Allie. Put your fucking seatbelt on. That could be a good episode title too. Who knows? Um, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, it's basically me just like I collect things that are... I just collect stuff that I think is interesting or funny throughout the week. Sometimes multiple weeks go by before I do a solo pod. And then I just go through them line by line, like idea by idea. I don't have like a cohesive fucking narrative, dude. I'm not that kind of podcaster. I'm not just going to speak off the cuff for three hours that would be a fucking nightmare dude right i was listening to hulk hogan on a podcast and uh they were watching a clip of him you know doing some wrestling match back in the day i don't give a fuck about pro wrestling but at at, at one point he puts on like the other his opponent's wig has a wig and the wig falls off and then hulk hogan puts on the wig and he can then they just show him on the podcast he's on and he's like Hey, it beats working at a day job. What can I say? <laughs> it beats working a real job. What can I say? It's like, yeah, dude. You know, if you do humiliating things in the field of entertainment, and because of those humiliating things, you don't have to work a day job, you're doing just fine. <laughs> I'm speaking to all the people on Jersey Shore right now. You know, it's sick. I love Jersey Shore. I know I probably talk about it too much. Oh, by the way, I mentioned Zach, Zach McGovern, former co host of Space What the Fuck, dude probably should be locked up for like bar fights at this point i feel like he should be you know like some sort of six month term <laughs> anyways we used to do the space podcast and uh one of our mutual friends we are on this group thread he goes the space pod should have been called two perverts reading something for the first time then bickering <laughs> he was making fun of me because <laughs> we would like find space articles the premise of the pod was we have to you have to each person has to find their own like current news article about space and then discuss it but sometimes we wouldn't read the articles before the podcast and it was just blatantly obvious well actually i would argue that i read mine but zach didn't want to read his 
that that's not stimulating or, or entertaining enough for Zach to be like reading an article, dude. He'll read it like on the fly when he's has a microphone in his face. He's like, okay, if other people are going to listen to me and read, then I'll read. Fucking Neander- Neanderthal. You're supposed to say Neanderthal. Neanderthal. I, I don't. You know what? Even if it is supposed to be pronounced Neanderthal, I take pride in saying it. Neanderthal. Neanderthal is more established, even though it's incorrect. So fuck you, Neanderthal. Also, I heard an astronomer on a podcast say that when Venus is not visible, UFO sightings go down by over 40%. (laughs) 40% of UFO sightings are just someone seeing the planet Venus. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, also, wow, this is the second time I brought up Jersey Shore on this pod. I think each podcast episode, I will set a goal for myself of mentioning Jersey Shore and Dua Lipa twice each. And I'll usually accomplish that without even trying. Um, the guys on Jersey Shore prank the girls. They put these drones in the sky when they're on this trip in the Poconos out in the woods. And it's fucking hilarious. The girls started freaking out. And then Wow, who everybody's afraid of, the meatballs are afraid of Wow. <laughs> she just goes in the kitchen and pours herself a big glass of wine. She goes, if we're going down, I'm not going down sober. Dude, I totally agree. You don't want to fucking last day on earth and you're just like, well... I did have three drinks last night. Fuck that, dude. Knock him back, Wow. I love you. You know what? I don't know if I like Sammy more. So I think Sammy's... I mean, no offense, um, Angelina. Not that she'll ever listen to this, but... I think Sammy's probably the hottest girl on Jersey Shore. What if I become friends with them one day and they're like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Fuck you. What? What's a more funny premise? The fact... The idea that... um they would be offended or the fact that I would, they would ever know that I exist. <laughs> That's clearly the more funny possibility of the two, Danny, because they're not going to know that. Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. Maybe you'll meet those girls one day. Maybe you'll marry Sammy Sweetheart. Thanks, honey. Hey, new Oops podcast listeners. That's my fucking girlfriend. She chimes in every now and then and is typically both angry and horny. It's an unusual combination. Also, I was researching whether or not Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack actually went to Library Bar in the East Village, which is one of my favorite play- spots to go to. And I guess maybe I'm wrong. I couldn't really verify that anywhere. But I did learn something else about Frank Sinatra while I was researching that. It's a little known fact of his life, but Sinatra was just as passionate about his paintings as he was about his music. He never sold a single work, choosing instead to give them away to friends and family. Yeah, that'd be pretty shitty if Frank Sinatra was like price gouging people on his paintings. Like, dude, you're already fucking loaded, bro. He always loved, he loved abstract impressionism, says Santelli. I don't know that is, dude. Okay, I just clipped the one post, the one paragraph from this article. I didn't like clip the post and then find that person's first name and then find what their relation to Frank Sinatra. Dude, I just, I did this one paragraph. We're just, we're moving on. So it's just some guy named Santelli or lady. I don't know. Santelli continues, he had a studio set up in Rancho Mirage, just outside Palm Springs, and he would often dedicate and inscribe works to his grandchildren. Painting had a very calming effect on Frank. Isn't that nice? That's really nice. I kind of like that. Uh, That's kind of nice. Howard Stern paints, too. You know, it's good to have, if you're like an artist or whatever, it's good to have some sort of creative outlet. Even if you're an artist, you need a second creative outlet. You know, my second creative outlet is besides stand up, it's just podcasting, and that's it. And then I just, you know, read the New York Times on my iPad, jerk off and go to sleep. It's a pretty simple life. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry if I said this before. I don't think I did. There's this song, Me and Paul by Willie Nelson. Also, every time I feel like I'm I'm 
paranoid that I'm repeating something like on the pod that I've already talked about before. It's like, dude, if someone has listened to the volume of episodes that they would know which other episode you're referring to where you repeated that, they clearly like your podcast and are probably not going to get stressed out about it, you know? So yeah, and you tell them to fucking deal with it. So there's this song, Me and Paul by Willie Nelson, and uh, they're talking about, I think it's Buffalo. They said they weren't even sure if they performed in Buffalo because they were too wasted. Like they went there, got super hammered, may or may not have done a show, a concert, may or may not have performed, and then left Buffalo. And it's like, how was Buffalo? And they just look at each other and they're like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Do you think we sang there? I don't know, dude. Let's just, let's not talk about it. If life is a bitch, then I'm a gold digger. I'm just quoting Little Wayne, okay? Just throwing Little Wayne quotes from here on in, for here on in, every every now and again. From here on in is not the right phrase, you moron. Honey, why you gotta be so rude? Because you haven't fucked me in a month. It's gonna be two months at this rate. I'm cheating on you. I don't really care anymore, babe. Your voice is weird. Fuck off. Oh, my friend Tim, I, we were college roommates. And, uh, you know, we're talking in our group that about our behavior in college. And he's like, Danny, you got these good vibes videos. He goes, Danny says, respect the aesthetic of the environment you're in. This from the guy who likes, who liked to throw fruit all over our dorm room, ground floor. So it, or dorm hall ground floor. So it could smell like a trash dump all weekend. (laughs) Dude, whatever. It was fun. We used to go to the cafeteria and then you can stock up on fruit, right? I'm on the meal plan. I had like $5. I literally, I literally looked at my, uh, read my journal or diary or whatever from college. I said at one point, I was like, I have $5. I'm just a person who has $5 in Macon, Georgia. I'm 19. I have no car. I have $5. <laughs> I live in a dorm without the meal plan. I would just die. But anyways, we lived on the ground floor of this uh, dorm called Shorter. And we would take a bunch of fruit, put it on our book bag then go to the ground floor and then throw fruit at the wall while we were drinking. It was great, dude. And then the next morning, there would just be a bunch of like dried, nasty fruit. Probably wasn't even dried yet. Just wet, you know, shattered fruit smeared against the the main door to the floor. And I mean, you know, I mean, to me, even today, like that's great entertainment. (laughs) Throwing fruit against the door is great entertainment. My friend Timmy's all like fastidious and like OCD. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, we fucking live here. Why are you guys throwing fruit? I'm like, dude, we're in college, bro. We're throwing fruit at doors. Like, fucking relax, you weirdo. You fucking loser. We're fruit throwers. Oh, I was reading this article in the paper about, um, I think it's an island in Spain. Magaluf. I feel like an idiot because I should know this. But there's obviously like a bunch of like fucking islands that Spain has. And, you know, and people go there and party. And I'm sure if you've been to this island that I'm referring to, you're like screaming at your fucking iPhone right now. Like, what's wrong with you, you dumb piece of shit? But wh- whatever. Okay. So there's a quote from, um, you know, like British teens going to the Spanish... Mallorca? I don't know. Going to the Spanish island. Um, to him, I think him is this like researcher. Like, first of all, dude, you're a researcher going to a party town and just going to your lame hotel room and then researching teens fucking each other, dude. Come on. To him, the question of why British youngsters overindulge in Magaluf, I'm probably saying that way wrong, Magaluf, isn't a mystery. They are generally taking their first vacation without parents, and that creates a sense that everyone is off the leash. Yeah, it's great. It's like throwing fruit against your fucking dorm door. Um, And drinking has been central to British culture for centuries. (laughs) That's kind of hilarious. (laughs) Centuries go by. What's the one consistent thing in England? Just fucking booze, kid. 
Businesses here, and Magaluf they're referring to, understand that, Professor Briggs said. Mag- Magaluf is carefully... <laughs> I'm probably saying that's wrong. Magaluf? Magaluf? Magaluf. <laughs> Magaluf is carefully designed to exploit its core demographic. Bar owners know they've got a group of people who are young and ready to drink, and they're presented all sorts of options for them that encourage the worst behavior, he said. Obviously, this is a business. Many Britons here in this town, Danny can't pronounce the name of, know that their reputation for unhinged behavior precedes them. Few seem to mind. I think British people don't really care, said Bella Fisher, a 21-year-old from Britain who was walking near the beach with a friend. They have, like, no standards. Like, they don't really care about anything. (laughs) I think it's pretty hilarious. (laughs) British people have no standards and don't care about anything. (laughs) I mean, obviously, that's probably not true across all the generations, but... Man, that just struck me as really funny. <laughs> I guess that you could look at it the other way and be like, oh, wh- why would you be laughing at boorish behavior? They're disrespectful and maybe they're doing... I'm not talking about like crimes and like things that are bad, but like just just from a high-level perspective, just steer, steer out of the minutiae and details of that idea. Just stay in the high-level concept of it. It's fun. They don't have standards. And then they interviewed this bar owner in this town, Magaluf, Magaluf, whatever. He goes, if I could get 50 customers a night who only bought Dom Perignon, I'd be the happiest bar owner in the world. But that is not what happens here, he said. We have young people, and they have the right to party. So, you know, Beastie Boys chiming in. I read this uh, this other like essay in the paper. Or, like, Is it a common essay? I think it's an essay. And it was talking about like you know youth culture versus like being middle-aged. And she goes, there are only two types of people who pretend to be cool in front of 13-year-olds. Other 13-year-olds and middle-aged losers, of which I am apparently now one. <laughs> loser. You're a loser. You think you're cool in front of 13... 13- Dude, I do not think I'm cool in front of 13-year-olds. I'm not trying to find out what 13-year-olds think are cool, dude. I'm trying to find out what like 25-year-olds think are cool, okay? Oh, yeah, that's so much better, you fucking piece of shit. I guess I didn't think of a clever uh, attack or insult there. Sorry. I could just back it up and delete that, but we're leaving it in. It counts. It's content. Is this content? It's content. Dude, did you know that there was a comet that hit Jupiter that was the size of Earth? What the fuck, dude? That's crazy. Okay. I'm just going to go through a few quotes in my quote list, and we're going to call it a fucking John, dude. Uh, this is from Uriah Hall. He's a UFC fighter. He goes, if you don't chase your dreams, you're just existing. Wow. That's a nice call to action. Uh, this is from Danny Meyer. He is the uh, a restaurateur. Oh, I'm a restaurateur. I'm restaurant, but I made it a verb by putting ur at the end of it. Oh, I'm a restaurateur. I guess that's a noun. Whatever. Could restaurateur be a verb? I'm restaurateuring. <laughs> Touring. All right, whatever. Um, he goes, everyone is walking around with an invisible sign that reads, make me feel important. It's up to you to determine the font and how brightly the sign is lit. Oh, talking about having some like empathy and social awareness and tailoring your approach to the situation of the person based on your read of them. I like that. I like, I think that's important to do, you know, do I can, and this is from Walt Whitman. We'll wrap it up with this, John. He goes, do I contradict myself? Very well then. I contradict myself. 
I am large. I contain multitudes. Here's to all of us containing multitudes, you know? Being many fucking Johns while simultaneously also being fucking Johns, dude. Dude. I guess people don't listen to the podcast all the time. What the fuck does he mean by John? John means everything, okay? John is multitudes. Thank you for listening to the uh, to my podcast. Uh, Danny Palmer NYC on Instagram. My friend Ryan and I run the weekly stand-up show. It's one of the best in New York City, which is saying something. Every Friday night, 9 o'clock, 172 Rivington on the Lower East Side. Downtown. The lights are much brighter there. You can't forget all your troubles. Drink White Claws and beer. Best show in New York City, south of Houston Street on Friday nights. I'll put it out there, okay? That's because comedy sellers above Houston Street. All right, here we go. And, uh, you know, Black Cat Comedy uh, and also the, uh, Danny, the Danny Palmer Show on Instagram. You know, follow, listen to this fucking pod on Apple Podcasts and rate it and give it five stars and, like, tell me how great I am and, like, tell me it's not doesn't mean anything bad about you if you're 48 living in a studio apartment that's sick dude as long as you're putting out good content june all right thank you for listening june come